0: so cool we have our interns here Woo! youth and adults and yeah. it just changes the atmosphere yeah. like it just changes the atmosphere yeah, yeah. well I'm so excited to share with y'all today um, when Earl asked me to speak I'm always if I was honest a little bit reluctant um so he texted me and I always tell him myself but he texted me and he said I would love for you to share for that leadership and I didn't write back <laughs> no emoji no emoji. No Jeff. I just was silent, Um, but here I am, and I'm so thankful for a husband who believes in me, who speaks life into me, and I'm just grateful, grateful for all of you, grateful to be a part of this church, like even though I got to be at the very beginning on the ground floor, am I at this camera? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, being a part of the early days of this church, when there were 15 people, when there were no people, yeah. when it was just something that we had written about in our journal, when it was just yeah. a prayer in our heart, even though that was well over nine years ago, I'm still so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my excitement has not changed. My passion has not changed. My love for y'all Jesus, my family has not changed. And I'm just praying that the passion that comes from heaven, you know, there's a scripture that talks about passion for your house is consuming, that that same passion would fill our church and fill our hearts. Because even though we're nine years in, I still feel like a church plant and I still feel like we're just getting started. And I still feel like a newlywed. I really do when it comes to what we get to do with this church. And I remember in the early days when Earl and I were first dating, We'd stay on the phone all night talking, and we didn't want to hang up. Like we literally did not want to hang up, and so we would just fall asleep on the phone. So we'd like, you are hang up? No, I don't want to hang up. No, you hang up. No, I don't want to hang up. And so literally, we would just not hang up, and we'd just put the phones on our pillow and just fall asleep. And I think about just that love that you have at the very beginning of something. When you're at the beginning of something, you have no boundaries. You don't count, you're not like count, you don't count, you're excited, you're expectant, You're grateful. You're all in. And you just have this joy that comes over you because you're just in love with whatever it is in love with your new job, in love with being on a serve team, in love with your spouse, in love with, and thankful for the roommate that God gave you. So thankful for the school you got in. And you do all the requirements. Like when you're applying for a new school, you get accepted to a school. You're reading the syllabus and you're like, you're like, thank, you're like researching, okay, well, where do I park? And where do I go if I need tutoring? And all the things that aren't even asked of you, you're doing because you have that first love. And there's a scripture in Revelation that talks about return to your first love. And um, as you read it, it also talks about just that people affect your first love. And I was thinking about this past year, and I was thinking about how all of us have just kind of been through the ringer this past year. And I feel like some of the splash-off from this year is actually impacting our first love. I just think that I just want to challenge each of us, including myself, Mm -hmm. that just some of the unresolved stuff from this past year that are in our hearts is affecting our first love. And we're letting sometimes people or circumstance dictate the passion that we have for God in God's house and we think that they're separate but they're actually together and so the title of my talk today is return to cinder and I'm going to read some scriptures to y'all Because I'm going to just remind us of that first kind of love. Just those early days, those I can't text you enough, I can't DM you enough, I can't hang out with you enough, I can't wait to be with you, I can't wait to spend time with you, that kind of love. Because that is the love that God wants us to have for his house and for each other. A love that feels like that innocent childlike love that is walking into a situation as if you haven't been hurt is walking into a situation full of trust, full of abandonment, because our hearts are in God's hands. And it says here in Mark 14, verses 3 through 4, Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over her head. This is a woman who returned to her first love. This is a woman who was not counting the cost. This is a woman who was so thankful for what God did for her that she was willing to break something so expensive, so priceless, and pour it over our Savior's love. And I think about us as a serve team, I think about us as leaders in this house, and I just wanna remind us to return to that first love where you're not counting, you're not adding up, you're not shielded, you're not guarded, you're just like, you know what, I'm giving my best. You know why I'm giving my best? Not because of what that person said next to me. Not because what I read on Instagram. But I'm giving my best because he saved me. He restored me. He redeemed me. Earl was talking about this on Sunday but I remember like not only do I remember when there was 15 people in this church and we were putting signs into the ground so that people could find us in the nursing home even though we have like a great building and we're in a studio right now I still remember pulling over on the side of the road Earl taking the stake of a little sign that said shoreline city this way then yeah. going in we're set up and tear down then yeah. going in yeah. preaching his guts out to 15 people so even though we're here I don't think we're done. I don't think we're, I don't think we're done. I don't think that we've arrived, but I'm just as thankful. I'm just as grateful. I look at all of you online and in this room, and I thank God for each and every one of you. Earl, thanks God for each and every one of you. We don't feel like we've arrived. We don't feel like we deserve this. We still feel like I'm going to break everything that I have. I'm going to pour it out. I'm going to wash my Savior's feet. I'm going to dump it all over his head. I'm going to serve the body. I'm going to build the body. I'm going to pray for the body. And brick by brick, even though what the enemy meant for bad this last year of trying to destroy churches all over the world, I'm going to take my little brick. I'm going to take my mortar. And one by one, I'm going to send text messages. I'm going to pray. I'm going to stay up late. The people that I don't see anymore, I'm going to pursue them. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to serve them because I want to stay at my first love. And I encourage all of us to go back to that first love. I remember when I was parting every single night. I remember when I didn't know my worth. I remember when I didn't know my value. I remember when I thought I had to settle in relationship after relationship. But then I remember when God found me at a clothing store because he knows I love fashion. <laughs> And he sent this cute little girl my way to befriend me, to love me, to speak life to me, who did not judge me, who did not make me guilty for the choices that I was making, but just loved me, served me, spoke life into me. And when I think about those stories, and when I think about the marriage that I have, when I think about the church that I get to be a part of, when I think about my kids, I didn't have a pattern. I didn't have a blueprint, but the grace of God taught me how to serve. He found me. He rescued me. And so you wonder, well, why do I give it all for him? Why do I not count the cost? Because I see what he did for me, and I'm crazy enough to believe that he can do the same thing for you. So I'm going to break open by showing up at a door. I'm going to break open the most costly perfume by being in a connect group. I'm going to break open all that I have by giving, by speaking life to someone, by showing up, by being on a meal train, because I know what he did for me, and I want to see him do that for you. Lastly, it says in Luke 21, verse 1 through 4, we're talking about returning to our first love, return to sender, going back to that purity, that childlike faith, that trust in him, that belief in him, because we want to care for the body, because we're thankful that he cared for our body. We're thankful that we made it through this pandemic. We're thankful that we are still alive. We're thankful that we get to be at church together, online or in person. We're thankful that he provided a building for us, that he provided cameras for us, that he provided microphones that we can share share the gospel that he's given us resources that we can help our calling that he's giving us resources that we can provide for kids in Kenya that he has connect groups where people get to share prayer requests where people get to be prayed for when I get text messages of a baby's born that we have resources that we can send flowers that we can do a meal train that we can surround them but that comes from people breaking everything that they have the most costly and saying I'm doing it for the body because the body did it for me It says right here, while Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came in and dropped two small coins. And I just want to stop there for two seconds on poor widow. Because you think I break my most costly things. I give my all when I have it all to give. That's what we think. We think, oh, it's easy for you, Ron and Judy, to give and to be generous and to be so open because y'all are blessed. But guess what? They did that when they didn't have all that they have. And just like this woman, woman right here, she, it says poor. That means she didn't have money. It says widow. That means she didn't have a husband that spoke life to her, that believed in her, that called out the best in her. It says poor. It says widow. And it says right here. He watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. And I think about what do you feel poor in? And what is it that you feel poor in? It doesn't have to be resources, but what do you feel poor in in your life, but that God is still saying, look at this woman's example, because she was poor. She had an excuse to time out. She had an excuse to say, you know what, not me. I don't have a husband. I don't have any money. I'm not, I don't belong. I'm... Here's the deal. I'm done with I don't belong. You do belong. God has called you. He knows you by name. He created you in your mother's womb. No more. You don't belong. You do belong. You are supposed to be here. You are supposed to be a part of this church. And not because of us, not because of Shawan City, but because your loving loving Heavenly Father said I've called you there. Because what if she would have said I don't belong? What if she would have said I can't walk in I don't have a husband? They're going to all come up to me and ask me my problems. What if she said I don't belong because they're all rich? what if she said i don't belong because i only have two little rusty coins what if she said i don't belong because i don't have the right thing to wear what if she said that but guess what we're reading about her today we're inspired by her today because she got past Her discomfort, she got past caring what other people think, and she said, I'm going to take my two rusty coins. What are your two rusty coins? And God is saying, lay it at my feet. Lay it at my feet because I need you to return to your first love. I need you to get over yourself and think about what I did for you on the cross because I got more to do. She dropped, listen to this, verse 2. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said. This poor widow has given more than all the rest of them. For they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything that she has. And I feel like in this season, what God has called us to step into is that, you know what, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I'm all in on the days when I feel like I'm all in. I'm all in on the days when I got two rusty coins. I'm all in on the days when I get that text message that breaks my heart. I'm all in when I feel misunderstood. I'm all in when I'm offended. I'm all in when I need prayer myself. I'm putting my coins all in, not because I'm trying to perform, not because I care what you think about me, but I care what he did for me. He redeemed me, he saved me, he set me free. He broke chains off my life and he is just getting started. So I call us Shoreline City to be a church that breaks open the most costly thing and says, God, I give it to you and I trust you with it. And I know that you're gonna multiply it. And I cannot wait to see the lives on the other side of our obedience. Love y'all so much.